ITL presents Retail Talks. Hello and welcome to Retail Talks. I'm Sabine Watson, your host for today and Global Brand Manager at ITL Group. And I'm super excited because joining me today is none other than Anne Davies, BBC presenter and founder of the Fashion Awards event, Fashan. Hello, Anne, and welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you, Sabine. How lovely to speak to you. It's it's so nice to have you on and thank you so much for joining us today to talk about the event, what it is, why it's important, I think both for students and the fashion industry, to be honest. And towards the end, we'll also touch upon the latest and future fashion industry trends that that you're noticing and how how basically our brands and our customers can can benefit from this knowledge. But before we get stuck in, Anne, I'd love to hear more about you and your amazing career and how Fashan came about. Right. So, well, it all started back in uh, 2019. And for years, I have been a television presenter. So I worked in London to begin with on things like Panorama and Question Time. That was as a researcher and a secretary. Then I went to local radio in Leicester. And then I went to Central Television, which was in the East Midlands. Uh, and while I was there, I presented the programme. In fact, we were the very first and I think the only double-headed female couple to do a programme. And that was yes. with Anna Subri, <laughs> and me, a very well-known uh, ex-MP who started a party not so long ago. Uh, from there, I went. Uh, I started the GMTV ITV breakfast program with Eamon Holmes and that I stayed there for about eight years and I came back to my sort of dream job because instead of starting at 3 a.m I started well I occasionally start at 3 p.m which is a lot better uh, for the BBC in the East Midlands and while I was there I did quite a few stories with our university's fashion departments we have great fashion departments all over the country Mm-hmm. But there's a real focus of them in the East Midlands, which I didn't realise until I started going there. And I was so blown out the water by the innovation and the standard of the students' work that I sort of thought, Do you know, we, we should be doing something more with this. We need a platform for them to show off what they can do so other people can see it. And that was how it began. And I saw that Anna Winter started the Met Ball. <laughs> about putting your your sights high <laughs> <laughs> I mean she's called Anne I'm called Annie and why don't I just start a fashion awards so I did go to the universities and say do you want one because there's no point doing it if they they don't mm-hmm. and they were really enthusiastic about the idea and it began with a, a feel of the Met Ball so I wanted it to be a lush awards with all the guests and amazing clothes and a dinner and and I had a a wonderful mentor called Daniel Hansen who sadly passed away two years ago now from cancer and he started a bespoke and really high-end dressing gown business 20-30 years ago and he was he was my great mentor with this and he was always suggesting to me that it should be more about the students and less about the guests. And it's taken me, well, since 2016 to realise that he was right. <laughs> and so our first awards, which was in 2016, did I say 2019 before it was 2016, was at Beaver Castle. Yes, yes. It kind of did it in conjunction with the Duchess of Rutland because uh, she was very keen to hold it there. And it was very, 
it was very grand and very gorgeous and it kicked us off with fantastic momentum uh, but the downside of a castle is you know it's actually really difficult to get to particularly on a bus or a train because even if you get to the bottom of the drive you still got a two mile walk to get to the castle uh, and it, it was fantastic and then we had an exhibition there as well but it was difficult for people to access it and so the following year we moved it to Nottingham to the beautiful absolutely magnificent St Mary's Church in the Lace Market which was huge uh, which was much more central central for our universities so you know it's not far off the M1 Nottingham so Lincoln, Lincoln, Derby, Leicester, Northampton can kind of get there more easily uh, and that has provided our home and and we have moved and we now view these awards as as I said before, you know, a showcase for our students' work. We do only do the third years because it's a level playing field and they all have a collection to offer. Um, but it's also to give them some kind of helping hand between the world of education and the world of work and therefore to provide industry with the talent of the next generation, you know, on site, in one place, on one night. Have there been more universities that have joined the awards since since its launch in 2016? In 2016 um, we we had Lincoln, Derby, Leicester, Nottingham, Northampton, Loughborough so we had six but we now have other universities from further afield who are very interested because the idea at the beginning was always to go nationwide and the original idea was to have it regionally across the country and then possibly have a you know a grand a grand final and it's obviously it's quite a difficult thing to do when you don't have staffing all over the country and there's me and the amazing Laura who deal with it all and Viv who does all our filming and production side so we're not a very big team but with what happened last year of course it is much you're much more able to open it up to a wider audience when you're online mm. so I think we have a very, very interesting future around the corner now, which we will develop, you know, as as and when we find out what's going to happen next year. Interesting, because obviously everything happened before. Everything happened physically then and there at St. Mary's Church. Mm -hmm. But obviously with with COVID last year, the Fashion Awards still still went ahead, which was so lovely to see, actually. And uh, talk to us about, about the challenges there then and, and how Fashan overcame COVID and moving from this very physical event to a very digital one. Well, as you know, you know, last March uh, on the 22nd, 23rd, the, the world sort of stopped. Well, our world stopped for a bit. We were like, oh, my gosh, it's only weeks away to the Fashan Awards. What are we going to do? And there was nothing we could do because obviously we couldn't have a, a venue with 500 people in it. Okay. So it was like, well, we're not going to do it. Full stop. And Laura, who, as I said, um, sort of sorts pretty much everything. Uh, and he deals with all the students, particularly getting all their submissions in and all the information about them and, you know, dealing with the universities. And she said to me, Annie, you know, we have to do something because... They put all they put all this work into the awards. What are we going to do? So we had a bit of a, a bit of a sort of conflab. And with my background, obviously being television, and as I mentioned, Viv a little moment ago is a BBC 
TV director. She said, well, we, you know, we do it online. We get their, we get images of their, um, their collections. We contacted all our wonderful supporters and our sponsors and said, listen, this is what we're going to do. Will you still judge it? But we'll send it to you online. Will you send us 10 seconds of you telling us what you're looking for? Uh, and together we put together what is essentially a half hour program it's a tv show I mean it, the quality that's what the quality is because that's my day job and that's Viv's day job and and it was very exciting we learned a lot from last year about how to do it and what works and what doesn't work and so we've been able to um just polish up this year because obviously we have to be online this year as well we just felt wasn't feasible to go for a date when the opening up of the country is still right. is still taking its baby steps really uh, so hopefully this year's film this year's awards film will be even better uh, and all our judges again have gone yep absolutely we're up for it we're doing it and we have wonderful films of which your films have been about your company is just lovely and fantastic I love it oh, and, uh, and it's uh and it's quite exciting. So now universities from further afield are like, oh, can we be part of this, please? So um, we have to have a big think about how, how we do that. And speaking of, of judges, then, who who are the judges? Who else is sponsoring? So obviously we've got ITL are sponsoring and we sponsor a one of the entries, which is the commercial one. But there's some pretty fantastic and big names sponsoring and judging, which is obviously very beneficial for for the students. Yeah, that that's what makes it absolutely worthwhile, and that's been the development since we started. Because when we began in 2016, we had two awards: we had uh, a fashion design and we had a shoes and accessories. We didn't have any sponsors, and this year we have nine awards. So our sponsors this year we have the women's wear design sponsored by Next. And judged obviously by next. Uh, menswear is Paul Smith. Knitwear is John Smedley. Um, Leisure is Speedo. The shoes and accessories is the Pentland Group, group which obviously own Red or Dead, and um, yeah. just, they've been with us for a couple of years. Coats sponsoring the Textile Award. You, of course, doing the Commercial Award. Then we have the People's Choice Award. That is obviously just um, that is voted for by the public that that just comes in we don't have a sponsor for that and then we we, we were going to have what well, we will have the daniel hansen award which is a special award but we are holding that until we have a physical award ceremony because that will be reliant upon really the members from daniel hansen his, his sons seeing the outfits and the collections and really just come to a conclusion which which is the one that most kind of echoes his his mantra for what makes a good item clothing. Amazing. So some really, really strong names there, and quite a few of them being quite local as well to East Mid to the to the Midlands. You know, you've got Speedo. Pentland is in London. Speedo is owned by Pentland, so there's kind of a nice tie there. Next, obviously ITL. So it is quite nice that it's all it is all cheering the the area. Absolutely, and you know we are so blessed. It's not really really kind of look into it that you realize that the east midlands is such a, a hotbed for the whole and of course it, that's in its history because we were the center of the textile industry you know the, the silk mills the 
the knitwear, the, the knitting mills, the lace makers. That was one of the other driving forces at the very beginning. You know, we bring we bring the fashion industry back to its roots. Its roots actually aren't in London. They're very here in this area. And it's it's wonderful to be able to, to, to do that and to take advantage of these amazing companies which have headquarters here. And so what would you say is, is probably the biggest benefit for, for, for brands to come? Uh, there are benefits in everything. A, you know, it's a wonderful networking um, evening. You get to see, um, as I used to call it, the footprint of every university. And I know brands, you know, brands are always on the lookout for the next generation of designers, the next talent that's going to come through so yeah. that their business continues to move forward and to have it all under one roof so that they can look across all those universities and see what's coming out and pinpoint some of the winners and some of the things they think, gosh, you know, that that's that's along our lines. That's what we need. And apart from that, obviously, we really do try and aim and I though I say so myself succeed in making it a really a really fab evening we always have a really interesting theme we have exciting events happening before the big fashion show and because television is our game we are able to provide a very good visual experience for people who come and are there any success stories we have one of our very first winners works for Hugo Boss in Switzerland. Oh, wow. Okay. One is designing, uh, she's gone on, she has her own range of handbags in uh, a big store. One of our special award winners from Derby University, he set up his own company and is doing incredibly well with that. I believe it's knitwear and textiles. The girl who, there's a girl who won a couple of years ago and uh, her prize was from Pentland. And they went, oh, we haven't got it with us at the moment, but what, just come down to London. And she's still working for them now. It does work and it provides the students with the most important thing of all, which is a connection to a person. Yeah. I mean, we all know what it's like. If you bring up a company and you say, or you email them, it's likely your email will go in the bin or it won't even be opened. And if you, unless you've got a person, but as soon as you've got a person and you go, Oh, you know, hi, hi, Sabine, it's Sunny here. Oh, hi. Then it, it, you're on a different connection. And to provide that uh, connectivity, if you like, is really important. That, I mean, in a way, that's what we, we don't get online because they don't actually physically meet the judges mm. and they're not able to talk to them. However, there's still a connection because at least they're getting their work in front of a real person from one of these amazing companies. Uh, which is is like well that's that's a great prize on its own even isn't it yeah so talking about prizes um it's great now because our winners get an internship with the company sponsoring their category we have said to everybody this year obviously this is dependent upon covid rules and regulations the specific company rules and regulations but even well as you know you know when you come out of the university just have weeks with a company you'd really like to work for you're, you're already streaks ahead of everybody else sending in their application forms when a job comes up so it's really worthwhile absolutely and I think that's you know all the benefits that you've mentioned there about why brands why why it's beneficial for brands to to attend or to sponsor even the event is exactly why ITL have taken part in it because 
there is such a fantastic potential skill force over here that all these students that are studying at, at really reputable universities around here we don't know where they'll be going they might want to come and work for us but equally they might want to go and work for your for your paul smith and you, and like you said you've got somebody in hugo Bo somebody working for hugo boss in, in switzerland is it for us it's great to know what what the mentality and what the trends of, that these students are seeing now because they'll be applying those when they go work for for those companies and so it allows us as well to kind of stay fresh and say and see what's coming ahead and prepare ourselves so it really is a fantastic event and i'm so happy that um that my friend actually put us in contact <laughs> about it <laughs> so are we so are we and you know with you providing a commercial award it gives them the opportunity to do to do something which is within the industry they, they obviously love and want to be in mm -hmm. but the reality is of all the students that pass through our our fingers if you like you know to actually end up being a designer of clothes on a catwalk is, is a tiny tiny percent but there were a humongous amount of amazing jobs like you know with your company that the importance of labels I've now become a I've now become a really interesting person about labels and I'm like, you know, if it makes the garment, you know, it can it can replicate the feel of the garment and where you're trying to go with it. So that's a huge opportunity. And we also have a sustainability award mm. which is sponsored by Green Earth Cleaning. And that's another side to it. You know, it's not just about what it looks like. It's got to be what it's made from how it's washed you know if it's going to be washed and it's got things that's going to leak into the environment we've we need to think about our environment now we need to think about the the future of this planet and the fashion industry you know it doesn't have a a good reputation with regard to that and these students understand that their futures are in their hands and why really that's one of our other our other mantras is the is is sustainability and diversity, and we really feel strongly about imbuing the whole awards with that ethos, and so that hopefully we are contributing in some little tiny inny pinny way to making the future better for everybody. Absolutely, and I, and that actually take, leads me on very nicely to to another question that I have is a little less about fashion and more about the fashion industry as a whole. Obviously, fashion has felt the repercussions of COVID just like the the rest of the world has. What would you say is is probably the biggest trend that you've noticed happen over the past year, and and what do you think will be coming off the back of of the pandemic? I think what one of our our kind of lead judge, if you like, is Patrick Grant, um, who's just mm. back back on screens with Sewing Bee on BBC, and he has he has a company uh, which is, you know, hugely sustainable clothing, uh, based up in I, I think it's I, I might get this wrong, it might be Leeds, um, and it was where a lot of the factories were, and he started doing using the factories in downtime, and now he's looking to develop clothing which is a made from beautiful quality materials but it employs people it dyes the materials locally he wants to keep everything really local mm. and I hope that in some ways that's that is the way things are going I think with lockdown as we know you know you spent most of your day in your, your leggings or your joggers or you don't have to go out and now that's changing and people are going out and so people are out buying stuff that that they can wear outside and putting nice shoes on for the first time mm. and I just really hope that 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 the lockdown which sort of proved that the environment 
it can it can rebuild itself and suddenly without any planes in the sky you know you heard the birds and cities said that birds came back and they could actually hear them and and that helped the development of the the, the species in a way because apparently some birds you know they weren't mating anymore because the, the, they couldn't hear each other's calls so I really hope and I, I do think with our students as well that the, the environment is hugely important to them and so when our judges look at the collections they come up with it's not just the cut and the colour and and the design it's also about so where how are you going to make this where does it come from what's it made by and I would hope that more and more and I think we spoke about this a while ago Sabine you know labels actually telling you this has been made here you know and say it has come from a so Daniel has a lot of his beautiful materials embroidered in India but he knows each family that embroiders he can tell oh that embroidery he could tell that embroidery is from that family and maybe labelling will give you the history of where this cloth, where this garment has come from, and that in turn makes you value it far more. So I, I would hope that there'll still be, I guess there'll always be throwaway stuff. You can't get away from that. But um, talking to Patrick as Patrick Grant as well about this, you know, we hope that the importance of quality. Mm. We'll, we'll come over and it's been so great having you on here and I've really enjoyed listening to everything from how fashion came about to the few challenges that you just a few challenges that you had last year with fashion 2020 but it is so great to see that despite it all you you still managed to push through and and make huge differences for these students and I think that kind of just reflects the whole world as we as we've gone about it all first three months we didn't really know what to do we just literally stood still but at the end of the day if you want to succeed and if you want to still be around in the next couple of years you, you've got to start changing and doing things differently and it's I great to see that that's worked for fashion yeah because let's face it uh, two years ago we wouldn't have done a podcast would we probably oh no probably not absolutely absolutely there's a lot of things that we'll have done differently and that that's a that's a positive I think COVID has just accelerated the digital need is it a need I don't know but certainly the digital demand for things such as podcasts such as digital catalogs such as digital online events and, and trade shows and I don't think you'll ever be able to replace the physical need for it but what you were saying is that now it's opened it up to so many other universities who wouldn't have been able to do it before. And I think that's that's really important. That's, and that's fantastic, especially with such an event like this. It, you're absolutely right. I, I didn't think I didn't think to begin with. I thought, oh, I don't know if this is going to work online, really. And as you say, you can't replicate, you know, the physical being at a fashion awards with the catwalk and seeing them go up and down and that excitement. But mm. But I, I think instead of an either or, it should be an and. So that you can have the online offering alongside that because then that enables people all over the world to see it. And last year's People's Choice Award, we had 27,000 votes online, which went all over the world, which is just to, just to go back slightly, is, you know, the other reason why it's wonderful for uh, companies to be involved in this because the reach now is there are no barriers there are no walls you can go right around the world with it and we hope that direction it will go in that's that's amazing but thank you so much for your time today i think that's that's all we've got time for and uh, i appreciate you're a very busy lady and um thank you so much Anne. it's been a pleasure
It was lovely talking to you, Sabine. Thank you. Bye.